The sermon this evening is based on uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 6, uh, verses 35 to 40. The sermon is entitled, uh, Joyfully Lutheran, the Third Petition of the Lord's Prayer. Grace, mercy, and peace, God our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does this mean? The good and gracious will of God is done even without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may be done among us also. How is God's will done? God's will is done when he breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want to hallow God's name or let his kingdom come. And when he strengthens and keeps us firm in his word and faith until we die. This is his good and gracious will. Harrison writes in Joyfully Lutheran as we uh, go through this, it's, he writes, the small catechism continues the pattern of explaining and expanding on the previous petitions. God's name will be hallowed, God's kingdom will come, and God's will will be done. Yes, his name his kingdom, his will, intertwined, connected, and together. This is the prayer to which we continue to pray for God's will. God's will, not our own will, but his will be done in our lives. Because we very well know the will of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature. Again, Harrison further writes, Satan strikes at our weakest moments, at our most vulnerable points. The devil himself knows the Bible and will twist its words to encourage us to sin. The worst onslaught of the devil is to trouble our consciences about our sins and thereby lead us to commit the worst of all sins to doubt the all-sufficient sacrifice of Christ for all our sins of thought, word, and deed. This is the will of our greatest archenemy, the devil. The devil will do anything to turn you away from the truth that is in God's word. He tries to turn you away from the cross, and he will do anything he will twist God's word. He will distort God's truth. He will even bring doubt to the promises of God. Does he really promise this to you? Did God really say, isn't that his MO? We saw it in Genesis with our first parents, and we see it daily in ourselves. As we also see it as we live in this world, the devil's conniving tool. Every temptation is there. Covetousness, lusts, idolatry, envy, greed, temporal security, selfishness, the buffet line of temptation. As we look down that row, full service, full swing, it is all there for us, and our craving bellies want it all. We know what we ought to do, 
by God's will, but rather by our own will we do the very thing that we hate. And this is the battle of the wills. My will be done or God's will be done constantly in our lives. Old Adam, new Adam. And we know the devil, the world, and our flesh gives us these, as Saracen writes, these pseudo-joys, right? They seem like joys, but they're actually false. On the appearance, they look good. They look like they promise so many good things, but at the end of the day, they're no light at all. They're all false. There's no hope in it. It's all false hope. There's no joy. That's all it brings is false joy. And it will lead us down the path of destruction, despair, and terror. Yet even in our own will, knowing this, we still cling to our own will and to these very things. In our busy days, in our crowded weeks, in our chaotic months, how quickly we get lost within our will. Rather than residing and hallowing his name, rather than living within and under his kingdom, rather than having faith in his will alone, how blurry this becomes as we go on our own way. Where the word becomes secondary, where prayer becomes tertiary, where our will supersedes and prevails over all things, where the devil continues, and he never stops, he continues to assault. The world of flesh continue also to entrench us. And it's difficult because we as sinners how weak we are in our sin and our flesh, as we yet too many times fail to discern what is really going on, wrapped up in our own ways, trusting in our own wills. But friends, as we know, this is all temporary. It is all but fleeting. And we know this. Of course we know this. And even when Jesus says, take up the cross and follow me, that God's will will lead us through the valley of the shadow of death, that we should fear no evil, that even through all suffering as Christians, as we face in this flesh and in, in the world as the spiritual attacks of the devil are upon us, how quickly we jump ship and say, enough of this. I want to be the pilot. I want to be the captain. I want my will to be done. I do not want this Christian life. I do not want to face this suffering as a Christian. I no longer want to persevere. I just want to do my own will, my own way, my own flesh. And there the devil is. And that's how important it is to pray this prayer. God's word. Jesus' words. Thy will be done. In other words, as we pray the third petition, we are praying, My will, O Lord, only leads me into the further depths of my sin. But Lord, guide me and, and lead me and have your will done in my life. I think that's a constant battle in my life all the time. It's my will versus God's will. But when we pray this prayer and we get to the third petition, there we are 
quickly reminded how perfect God's will is. So it reads in John 6, as we read today, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life, and I will raise Him up at the last day. God's will be done. Or as it reads in 1 Timothy 2, God's desire is for all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. This is His will, that all be saved and come to the knowledge of truth. The will of God was at hand as, as Jesus was before He was to be betrayed, prayed to the Father and said, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And indeed, God's will be done. His will is of great mercy and grace. His will is ascending of the incarnate Son, Jesus Christ. His will is to suffer for you. His will is to take the cup of wrath for you. His will is to take upon flesh for you. His will is to be lifted high upon the tree for you. And there we see as he is lifted high upon the tree, he, he bears the curse of your sin to be your death, to stand in your place where there Jesus' blood shed as the true Passover lamb, the one who gives you the rescue, passing over sin and death, releasing you from the captivity, the bondage that you were born into. The olive angling sacrifice for you, that Jesus came, his will was to destroy the devil's work, and indeed he did. And though the cross, the crucifixion, it seemed like a very gruesome one to anyone's eyes, one of great treachery, one of great sadness, one of seemingly great defeat. But there God's will was done. And there three days later, as we know in the empty tomb, that will, the victorious will of God, was delivered for you. We're there in the empty tomb. The will of God gives us the great reversal, the great exchange, the curse uplifted, reconciliation delivered to you. You are with God through the blood of the Lamb, His death and resurrection because of His work, His promise, His grace, His mercy, and His peace, His will done for you. And that is the forgiveness of sins. The devil might cast that doubt upon you and he might tell you, does God really forgive you? And when we pray, thy will be done. Indeed he has. Guilt, shame, sorrow, the whole gamut of sin. All of it. The will of God done. And that is washed clean. His will is your name. Your name written in the book of life. And it is done. His blood, death swallowed up. The sting of death, no longer your eternal demise, and it is done. His will is for your assurance, knowing full well in faith that the name of Christ is your salvation. The rescuer of souls, the great physician that mends 
your wounds, healing you and washing you, for it is done. Yes, my will, your will can do no such things. But God's will, he accomplishes everything for you. And though the devil will continue to prowl around like a devouring lion to this day, snarling and attacking at every methodical angle, at every momentous and perfectly calculated time, remember, Genesis 3 is fulfilled. God's will is done and Satan's head is crushed. And though we may suffer, in this day, we endure because of the suffering of Christ, because of his will already done. That we persevere and, and, and run the race in this one true faith, that by his word, by the blessed law and the gospel, the sacraments, the word that is gifted to us through these gracious means, we continue to endure in the true faith because the will of God is done and through His Word, by the power of the Holy Spirit, may He strengthen all of you in His Word and faith until we all die. This is His good and gracious will. His will, not my own will, not your own will. His will, and it is good. The gospel, the death and resurrection, your baptism, the supper of our Lord, God's will be done and outpoured unto you. So go in peace. Go in peace. Go in peace. Because this is God's good and gracious will for you. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.